Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hi, everyone. We've got a great episode of Mama Said for you today. We have Barrett Prendergast. We're talking all about to homeschool or not, since we can't believe we're still in that situation. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about dinner a fair. At the end of a day of homeschooling, of Zooming, of my own meetings and work and running after two children, the last thing I want to do is cook a meal. But I don't want a Postmate. I want healthy, good eating habits for me and my family. And I have found Dinner A Fair delivers just that. Let me tell you about the two meals we've had this week alone. Baked ziti with homemade turkey meatballs where everybody had seconds and no leftovers. And a sake miso beef kebab with peppercorn dipping sauce that felt so gourmet and like we ordered it in. And Dinner A Fair does all of the work for you. They do all the chopping, the cleaning, the mixing, the trimming, which makes it quicker and cleaner to prepare. And everything is also designed to be frozen. So it's there when you need it. We all hate to see those meals go to waste when we feel like something came up and we didn't get to make it. So throw them in the freezer and make them later. So Rit, you're self ready with dinner a fair and get back on track with organization, eating healthy and saving money. So get $30 off your first order with code mama when you buy online at dinneraffair.com. That's D I N N E R A F A R E.com and use code mama for $30 off. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey, everybody. I'm Jamie. Hi, guys. I'm Jenna. Welcome to another episode of Mama Said. Uh, Actually, this episode is one that we recorded quite some time ago, but it's still very relevant because we are talking with Barrett Prendergast all about um, whether to go to school or not, the pursuing education at school versus home, how the pandemic is is affecting mental health in, in our kids and ourselves. She's also the founder of Valley Brink Road, which um, makes beautiful luxury gifts, which we all could use right now. Um, but before that, let's get into our win fails. And I guess I'll start. Mommy win. Mommy fail. Um, let's say start with a win. Uh, little Jack turned three, which you know it's so funny because when he turns three, it like makes me think of like years in Mama said. Like it makes me think of like when we started Mama said and how old he was. Oh, so it's just so crazy that here we are two years later. Um, so he turned three. We didn't obviously do much, but um, he's obsessed with garbage trucks and car washes. So I got him a little car wash cake and. He felt really celebrated and a couple of his friends from school drove by and his teacher came by um, with a little sign for him and he just felt really special. So it felt like a win because I could feel that he was happy. You know, we've been in our house. He hasn't left even to go to a park or anything for seven weeks because all the parks around us are closed. His preschool's closed. So it just was really sweet to see him happy and feel like something was different and special. So I'll take that as a win. Um, but my fail is, um, well, I guess it was a win and a fail. The other night I kind of was zoning out and Bo was with me and he just was talking and telling me a story and I listened and I enjoyed it so much. 
And it made me really enjoy my son and think how funny he is and how smart he is. But it also made me realize that I actually haven't been sitting and listening to him for a long time. I think I've been rushing through my days. It's been survival. It's like every day, it's just get through breakfast, get through lunch, get through school, get through snack, get through the afternoon magic witching hour, and then get them to bed so I can just relax. And that's been my life for quite some time. And I think that it made me step back and be like, shit, I haven't been enjoying my children at all. And I mean, I'm going to give myself a break. It's been extreme, but I, I'm. it made me think that I'm going to start trying to be a little bit more present because um, I really did enjoy my time with him and, and enjoy his stories and his quirkiness. And um, I think I've missed out on it in the past couple of weeks. Oh, I, um, let's see, I, this is interesting because my fail is about rushing and completely going too fast for the kids. Um, but it's funny cause I'm doing this win and fail with, uh, Daisy right next to me. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'll just start with my fail. So every morning I am unprepared on school days. I am not prepared. I could easily do things the day before I could make their lunch the day before it takes four minutes. Um, I could clean the house the night before, but I'm too tired. Um, I could do so many things that would make the next day so much easier. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, there's no rhyme or reason why I don't do, I mean, there is, I'm exhausted that, that night, but what happens is it's purely my fault. I, wake up. And the first thing I want to do is clean the house. And I shouldn't be doing that on a school day. I should be paying attention to my kids. And then I clean a little bit. And then I realize that they're not dressed. So then I like make them get dressed really fast and I'm rushing them. And Milo does not like getting rushed. And while he's trying to pick out his clothes, his clothes, clothes picking, uh, is always been, has always been a bit of an issue. He changes Mm -hmm. a bunch of times. And if I'm rushing him, oh my God, it is no bueno terrible. He gets flustered. He wants to change. He gets angry. He gets mad. So there, so there's that. And then I realize I don't have a lunch. So then I'm flustered. I'm angry. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at the kids for not just wearing the first thing they put on. I'm mad at the house. I'm mad at my husband for not maybe helping me the night before picking up a little, yeah. like a couple dishes every single morning. It's like, I don't learn my lesson, but then how do I fix the problem? If I'm so incredibly tired the night before, I don't know what to do. And I, it seems like a fail. It's not a fail to me. It's just like a big question mark. Like what if you do one of the things the night before, just one, Yeah, what if you I, do the lunches, what if I, you make I the heard. lunches with them at night? It's an activity to keep them busy at night. What if you help them pick out what their lunch is for the next day? I'll be honest with you. When I give them choices, it it sparks a whole different. Yeah, I get it. I, get part, it. Like, they I are, thought about it as I was yeah. saying it. I was like, oh, that could be a sh-. it's one of those ideas where like you see it on Instagram. You're like, yeah. that would be fun. And you sit with your kids to do it. And it causes fights and a mess. And you're like, this is terrible. Totally. It's so funny. Actually, this is. The one win that I have about making lunches is that I don't really show them what I make. And for, they like it. They actually enjoy That's eating great. it. They come home and eat it. 
I guess my trick is never to show them what I'm packing. <laughs> the couple times that Milo's been like, can I see what you packed me? I'm like, oh shit. I oh, excuse me, Daisy. Shoot. I open it up and Milo's like, I don't like that. And I don't like that. And I don't like that. And, and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's my fail. Like I just, I definitely, I don't like when, you know, parents or whatever say like, I just can't do it. I don't have time. Like we could all try harder. Right. Like I could definitely get off my phone on Instagram after bedtime and instead do it to make a lunch or something or clean a little bit. I can try harder. I'm not like that. That's just the bottom line. So that's my fail. Um, and my win is, uh, my, my win is just that, um, I've been, I've been feeling like, um, I've been feeling like a badass in my house, organizing the kids and organizing my life and my husband's and giving my kids a really amazing life right now, even though it's not so amazing in this world right now. And I feel like I finally, um, I'm finally not being too lazy and just playing with them a little bit more and going outside a little bit more and putting my laziness aside and doing what they want to do. And it I feel like it helps a lot. Like instead of being like, I don't want to go outside and ride bikes. Like I just say, okay. And like that 10 minutes of just saying, okay, makes a world's difference. So I've been trying to like, Good for you, just, you know, give them a better experience and put my laziness and tiredness aside. I guess well, it's also picking your battles. That's the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I feel you in all of it as usual. Um, we hope you guys are having some good weeks, more wins and fails. Um, and we will be right back with Barrett Prendergast. Well, it's that time of the year again where the weather is dry and it's making your nose dry and everything seems congested. Well, I deal with that every single day, but now I have as part of my daily routine, something amazing. It's Zycam nasal all clear nasal swabs, and they instantly deliver the triple action benefit of protecting, cleansing, and soothing your nasal passage. It's so easy to use. It's convenient for on-the-go mamas like ourselves. Like it's a one and done, you swab and you go. So you never have to worry about not having your nose clean and clear. It always feels amazing. So you guys need to swab it out. It's available on Amazon and search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A-L-L-C-L-E-A-R. Well, with HelloFresh, you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, which we're all afraid of right now, and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. They offer 23 plus recipes each week that you can customize featuring a range of flavors and cuisines and ingredients. So you will never get bored and eating healthier has never been easier because they now have low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, and pescatarian options every week. And no matter what you choose, every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers. I love this. They, it is so quickly, easily prepared. It is so clean. It is so easy to make a beautiful meal at home. And they also have oven ready 10 and 20 minute meals. Perfect for any mommy's busy schedule. So go to hellofresh.com slash mama said 10 and use code mama said 10 for 10 free meals, including 
free shipping. You guys, I can't even believe this deal. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash said 10 and use code said 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Our guest today is the owner of the luxury gift company, Valley Brink Road. She's a mama of two young boys, Costa and Paolo, and is Jenna's friend. Please yes. welcome Barrett Prendergast. Hi, Hi ladies. <laughs> How are you doing? Of me because she thinks uh, I know all the people in this world. And she I don't. Does. And no, I don't, it's the but... one degree of Jenna. <laughs> I'll talk to people and like, across the country and Jenna would be like, Oh, I know them. I'm like, of course you do. I got around. That's how my husband is. He knows everyone. Really? I'm like, you're not even from LA and you know, every single person in Los he Angeles. He really does. Doesn't yeah. he? Everyone. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Oh, we were, talk- tell that's that that. we're talking about that. That's a good reputation to have. That's very sweet. That is he a good is. Thing. That's really awesome. Good you. So you got to make a good team. <laughs> uh, how are you Barrett? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm okay. Yeah. You know. How old are your boys? Costa is five and Paolo is two. Oh, yeah. So you're around the same as me. I have six. Okay. Two, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You, you feel me. I do. <laughs> well, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited that we're talking about this right now because, um, you know, all us parents are kind of dealing with these questions of, you know, when we have the opportunity or the possibility to send our kids back to whether it be a preschool or to any type of school, the potting. I mean, when they made that announcement um, the other week about schools closing, the amount of group text that I was part of, like, oh my God, who's this? Pick a pod. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I oh, I mean, I, 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 I have no, I not judging people's, you know, panic. I think especially when there's two parents with full-time jobs. I totally understand that. Um, but it was massively over- overwhelming for me. I also have made the choice to send my youngest back to preschool as of two weeks ago um, because it works for our family and I trust them with the choices and the safety precautions that they've been taking. Um, but I've also received a lot of judgment from a lot of people in my lives that like, won't see us at all now and blah, blah, blah. And I totally respect that and get that. But it's, you know, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, there are so many so layers. I'd love to turn it to you first, Baird, and just talk to me because Jenna was like so excited about your guys' conversation that you had about this. Um, how are you feeling? So basically we, a lot has happened during quarantine. Um, just to give you a little short version of it. We moved to Colorado last October because we were thinking about maybe moving there um, permanently. Mm-hmm. And then we had to quickly move back six months later because of everything that was going on. Wow. So a lot of changes uh, for everyone, very mm-hmm. stressful, so hard moving states with children, switching schools for Costa. Mm-hmm. So there's been, and then add like this whole pandemic on top of it. So it's been right. very stressful for everyone. So we moved back in um, the end of April mm-hmm. and have been quarantined the whole time. And, you know, it's very hard, one, if you have to work to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two very, very active boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, from 5.30 to 8.30, there's only so many activities I can offer them in the house or even outside. Like, let's mm-hmm. go for a 
scooter ride. Let's go for a bike ride. Let's do a race. But you know, that's not enough. Um, forget about also your time. Just as- oh yeah, I mean oh no work was getting done. No, no. <laughs> I'm making like 150 snack trays. Like how many oh. meals am I cooking? You're how a short order cook? cook. Yeah, yeah. So By the, way, the best cook in the world. So you're <laughs> so freaking lucky. Oh. <laughs> um. So you know, as all of this stuff with school was coming out and. Originally, before all this happened, I was planning on sending Paolo, our two-year-old, to preschool once he turned two, and that's what we had done with Costa, Mm -hmm. and Costa was supposed to start kindergarten. But as we got closer, I had a feeling that school wasn't going to open, Costa was going to go to a public school, and I just had a feeling that it either wasn't going to open in a way that was going to be helpful to me because if it was only going to be two days a week or it was going to be a lot of learning with screens, I don't have a chat. One, I don't really want him at that age to be just sitting with a screen, even if it was a possibility, but also he just is not that type of child. He doesn't learn that way. Um, So I started feeling like I needed to think about other options even before they announced anything. Mm -hmm. So and I also was worried about just sending Paolo to preschool with having no understanding of like, who are these people? They're wearing masks. <laughs> like just the trauma and stress that that, like I can already see what, you know, how they're feeling and then trying to just be like, okay, good luck. We like, just did that. I'll let you finish and tell you yeah. how that was for sure. Well, so, so basically I called Costa's old preschool and had a discussion with them. And the director said Costa was actually still young enough he's only five, that he could go to kindergarten there because they Mm. offer kindergarten. So uh, my husband and I decided to send them both to preschool for camp. We started with camp. We did that started two weeks ago, just like you, Mm -hmm. and made that decision and are planning on, you know, continuing into the fall, having them go. But right now they're going Monday through Friday, eight to four, and it's been about two weeks. And a new, and a new world. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had the same, you know, when I did the transition with Bo into the preschool, which is the same one that Jack is in, um, it was, you know, the first three days, the parents come, they sit exactly. on the campus first, it's a half day, then it's a little bit longer. And then, you know, then the parents just stay over there and you say like, mommy, daddy, stay over there, but we go in the room, you know, this time it was li- like, he's done a couple of mommy and me's, but the last time we were there was probably November. So yeah. he, he, I mean, in, in his so, life, yeah, that's like half his life. Yeah. yeah. So when we got there, we all went as a family and we're like trying to pump him up and, you know, he's got a lunchbox and he's, and he was trying to go through the motions. He's like, that little kid is like, okay, yeah. okay. And then like we pull up and there's like, obviously a lot of energy of like parents and kids. And so that's overwhelming for them. And I'm holding on to him and you know, we all mask up and their rules are no parents are allowed on campus. You drop them off. There's four doors. You drop each class off at each door. Their temperatures are taken at the front. All the teachers are masked. What I did appreciate is all the teachers had clear masks on, at least for the first day, so that they could see their mouths. So maybe it was a little more of a connection. Um, But I handed him off to a teacher I know very well and love. And like we text, I I love her, Miss Kimmy. Um, but as I'm walking away, I hear him wail. Oh, God. That's the worst. Mama! Yeah. And I just broke. It's heartbreaking. And I looked at her, and she's like, don't worry. I got him. Like, I know. I sat in my car outside of the school from 9 to 2. 
I did not leave. My nanny, who was staying with Bo, dropped Bo off to be with me because Bo wanted to be with me to pick him up and like brought me food because I was like, (laughs) she knew I was just not leaving. Because I I texted the teacher. I was like, if if he is inconsolable, I I yeah, bring him back. I'm not going to torture him here. I mean, that was two weeks ago. It was a rough two, three days, but now he literally will wake up and be like, can I go to school now? Um, rocks in with it. Bye, mommy. I mean, so one thing it's shown me is kids are so resilient. Like, I, I'm so happy that it's not a traumatizing thing. And I've seen the tremendous difference it's been for all of us. But for him, like, even in the two weeks, his language is exploding more. I mean, he's he's focusing more. He's playing more because – for us, he he started to develop over this quarantine these weird um, obsessive behaviors um, where everything had to be in the same order. Like he had to say the same thing always before he when I when he gets out of the bath he has to go no lotion and like but it started to become an obsessive thing where even if he didn't want to say it he had to say it. And I realized, I'm like, he must be feeling the stress and the anxiety of the world, as we all are, and the comfort for him is knowing what to expect is going to happen. So when we do the same routine every morning or the same routine for like, he, it was- There's safety in that. There's a lot of safety in Mm -hmm. that. And I said to his teacher actually yesterday, I I said, is he- like particular about how he does things or is he needing to do things in the same order? She's like, he is so go with the flow, Jamie. He's just, and I was like, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, look, if he had obsessive compulsive things, like I grew up with two people in my home, my whole life like that. My husband has that. So I get it. I'm not alarmed. It's, it's okay. We all have things, but I was happy to hear that he's able to relax um, like that, but I can imagine, um, how much our kids must be feeling without any tools to process. Yeah. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know, it's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com to get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O.com. Hello, Jen and I want to talk to you guys again about Child Life Essentials. Yes, so Child Life promotes immune system health. They support normal growth and development, and it includes copper for a healthy balance ratio of essential minerals. They are developed by a pediatrician, and their products are non-GMO, gluten-free, made with natural ingredients, and may help your child get the essential nutrition they need that isn't obtained through diet. Yeah. So you guys, this is yummy tasting. It's naturally sweetened and with a delicious natural mango strawberry flavor formulated specifically for use by children beginning at age six months through their teen years. So go to findtheheart.com to download a $1 off coupon for anywhere Child Life Essential products are sold. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. You know, a a couple weeks into... um, quarantine or maybe a couple months into it, um, my sister had told me that she read an article that a lot of children are developing 
ticks because of the anxiety of not being in a familiar environment, leaving school, you know, just the change. And I was, I was thinking, God, that's so interesting. And, and, and how, how sad that we, that, that the kids are pulled from what they know and what they need socialization <laughs> and, and school and whatnot cut to, I'm not kidding. Like two or three days later, I started hearing my son clear his throat. And of course, my husband and I were like, oh, he must be getting sick, but like we haven't left our house at all. So that's weird that he's maybe getting sick. Maybe mm-hmm. he has allergies. None of us really have allergies. So we watched it for a couple of days. I immediately, immediately was like, this is a vocal tick. This is a throat clearing tick. My husband was more in denial. He was like, no, he probably just has like post nasal drip. And he kept saying that. And I'm like, it's okay if it's a tick. It's not, it's not a bad thing. I know from doing preliminary reading that this is common and it will go away. I just want to, want to figure it out. So at first we started asking him like, are you okay? Are you okay? What is that? What is that? And I know Bear had similar, uh, <laughs> similar experience. And it's, it's hard to not ask if they're okay. It's hard to not of ask. What feed. I, I, I stopped doing that because I know that's not what you're supposed to do. I mean, every article it's and it like the first sentence. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Do not. Because it makes them self-conscious and more anxiety and more stress. And really like that can be a big part of why it's coming out Yeah, for a lot of children. So I actually have not contacted our pediatrician yet about this and I want to, and I'm, and I'm going to just to tell her what's going on because I, I want, you know, she should know. Sure. Um, but, but I know in my heart of hearts that this is because his world has been rocked. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. I mean, there's, it's no coincidence that I read an article about this and then three days, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's happening to these kids. And I, when I saw you Barrett the other day and we started talking about school and I had told Jamie that my brain goes a million miles a minute saying like, go back to school pod, no pod. Is it safe? Is it not safe? No school move somewhere for three months. I mean, I had, it's just insane. What's going through my mind and talking to you and seeing that, you guys are doing well. You're sending your kids to school. Jamie's sending her kids to school. It kind of helped me make up my mind and be like, I want to send my children to the school that they know. Mm-hmm. Daisy and Milo will be at the same school. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sending Milo to the public school that he was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put him back into to finish where he, <laughs> where he left. And it really just helped me. I mean, even talking to friends and, you know, seeing you like really helped me just kind of pinpoint what I needed to do. Um, So that, that was very helpful, like about the school, but then also it was so helpful to hear that your son, and I'll let you speak about it, has has or had a vocal tick clearing throat. And my mind was blown. Well, how crazy that all three of us have children that are displaying Mm -hmm. different type of behavior Mm -hmm. because of the trauma and stress of what is happening in this short period of time. Yes. And so what can we do to offer them the things that they need while also keeping them safe? And it's such a hard position as parents to be in. I know we thought about a lot too. So um, Jenna, yes. Costa about a few weeks after we got back here. So end of April, um, Andre actually brought it to my attention. He's like, do you hear what Costa is kind of making this sound? I was like, what are you talking about? It's not making a sound. And quickly I started to hear he was doing a repetitive throat clearing and almost like a grunt, a grunt. Yeah. Yeah. And 
at first reaction was like, are you feeling okay? Again, we'd been quarantined. He had no contact with anyone. We were living in a new place. So I thought maybe it's allergies, maybe it's environmental. Um, but also, yeah, is there mold and like, I mean, so many things, but also in my heart, I knew too, my child is a child who is very sensitive. Costa has always struggled with um, big emotions. He has struggled with dealing with anxiety. Um, he's the kid who always pretends he's like really tough and nothing bothers him, but so much he's feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, so quickly I started to realize I really thought it was because of the stress, the anxiety, and also just so much like stillness. You know, he is not able to move. He has a lot of energy. He needs yes. to be moving his body. He needs to be, you know, jumping and throwing yes. himself around and hanging out with other children and socializing and connecting, which he's been doing since he was two. He's very, like, always wants to be around people and he needs that. And now you have him, like, watching way more screen time than he should be watching. But also it's like there's only so much that I can do in the house for them. So watching more screens, like – what I was saying, and you're a full-time working mom too. It's yeah. Like, like coming back and trying to like to deal with our business and save our business and make sure that we can navigate this storm. So they're so like the parents have so much pressure, the children, you're just trying to keep busy. It's like, oh, here's Legos, here's Magnus house, but it's just, they're not really getting the energy out. No. Yeah. And so immediately I started reading articles and researching and it doesn't seem like there's a real clear definitive reason why there's people that believe it's stress and anxiety causes it to come on. There's people that believe that it's genetic or inherited. Um, boys seem to get it more than girls. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing. Like I started all these moms I know started connecting with and their sons have experienced something or did around five and six is when mm -hmm. it seems to come out. And so I figured like at that time too, it didn't seem like going to a doctor was really an option because we're quarantined. That didn't feel safe to me either trying right. to take him to mm -hmm. see a doctor. Yeah. So I started with uh, things that I could do easily and implement easily. So quickly I changed his, I changed his diet first. Um, I reduced sugar and gluten and people also do dairy. I didn't do dairy cause he doesn't really eat a lot of dairy. Um, so I reduced those things. And then I also started him on lots of, I took like a very homeopathic holistic approach and I started him on different supplements and vitamins, but things honestly, that even if he wasn't having the vocal tick would be good for his body. Sure. So he's right, of taking course. a multivitamin, he's taking magnesium that can help with anxiety and mm -hmm. stress. Mm -hmm. He is taking omega threes, which are great for your brain development. Um, he's taking a probiotic and a prebiotic and all of these things that now we are in probably two and a half months since I changed his diet. I started giving him these different natural supplements. Um, and, and also he start started school and he started school and I would say it's 80 to 90% completely gone. Wow. And mm -hmm. If it does happen, it is usually when he is watching uh, a screen, like at night if he is watching a movie, and I'll hear it maybe mm -hmm. two or three times, but not in not like 
hundreds of times a day. Wow. Wow. Um, how, how are you giving him the supplements? Are they in like chewable gummies? Uh, gummies? So yeah. actually, I didn't think he'd be able to swallow. Lay omega-3 is a little pill. And I thought he might have uh, trouble swallowing, but he actually doesn't mind that. So that's the one he swallows. That's yeah. good. Yeah. The other ones are gummies. One dissolves uh, like B6, B12. I give him that. It's just a little like berry flavored dissolve. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I did, I finally did take him to an ENT and they said that there could be some environment, like a lot of times there is some sort of environmental or allergy or inflammation involved in it too. So it's sure. so layered, you know? Yes. Right. Um, so I started a air purifier in his room. I have a humidifier going, which you have to be very diligent about cleaning because then yeah. you could have mold issues with humidifiers. Right have that. And then also I was giving him Zyrtec for two weeks to see if it helped. And that also helped. I'm doing a lot of things. So I don't know what the like, is it everything that's helping? Is it one thing that's helping? But I think it's, I think it's just more uh, understanding and allowing to, to see that your, your children, like things are manifesting for your kids too. Like this is hard for that. Like as difficult it is for us because, and it, and we have to put ourselves first, like the oxygen mask, because we are the decision makers. But I think, you know, with Bo, who's turning seven next month, he, it's, it's, to me, he's depressed right now. Like, that's what I'm seeing because he watches his brother go to school every day. I had a friend come over to swim with him the other day. I, I called him mom and I was like, can you have Linus yeah. come home with Bobo? I'll, and I'll bring Milo over. Please. Yeah. I, I, and I heard him, I heard his friend say, where's your brother? And he said, oh, he goes to school. And he was like, well, that's not fair. Why does he get to go to a school? Why does he get to go play? And, and he's right. And then Bo was like, yeah, that isn't fair. And I just, but I, I you know, and I was telling Jenna before when he, when I make him, he FaceTimes with his friends and then they play a video game together. And that's his only way to play. He plays with his cousins and there's five of them. They five way. And when I tell him to balance the day, like, all right, buddy, you got to get off. Let's do some coloring. Let's do something together. It's full alligator tears. He's like, they're all still playing. And I, I, I force him sometimes. And once I start getting him to focus on something else, he's okay. But I am recognizing the fact that this is really shitty for him. Yeah. This is really hard. I mean, at his age, especially his school is being mindful that when eventually they do let back on campus, kindergarten through second grade is of utmost importance. So yeah. Bo, Bo is in the middle of his kindergarten year when this all happened, but there's something I started doing with him every night and I'm no expert, but it's just, it was like an intuition feeling that I got to do at bedtime with him. And it seems to have been really good is um, something we always did where I said, what was your favorite part of today? Like what's something we're super happy happened today? So it's sort of teaching him how to be grateful. And so we'll always talk about that. And then I said to him, okay, I want to start something new. I want to start a big question of the day. Is there a question you have from today? Is there a question? Was there something that happened that confused you? Or is there something that you still feel like you don't understand? Um, and he's come out with some pretty deep shit. And then he's also come up with like some stupid stuff. Um, but it's, it's, it's been really helpful because I feel like without me having to be like, dude, let's make sure we're communicating. Cause that's, he's not going to understand that it's, it's, 
it's opening a line of communication that he knows can be there mm-hmm. beyond what's ever been needed, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I, I, I signed myself up for therapy, which I'm beginning, oh, which I'm very excited about. Yes. Um, but I, I can only imagine that he needs to be able to sort his feelings out just as much. You know, of course, and they don't have any of the tools. None. Like, I mean, think of how, how hard it is for all of us right now as parents. We're so stressed. We're so overwhelmed. And then in so many ways, we're trying to protect our children from the anxiety and the stress. But they're, it's like, how much can you protect them? Because they talk to them about it or don't talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. They feel it. They feel it. It's manifesting inside of their mm-hmm. bodies and coming out. And lots of them are not in an age where they can communicate that. No, not at all. Have you ever heard that story that Napoleon used the Egyptian Sphinx for target practice and shot its nose off? Or maybe you've heard that a French astrologer named Nostradamus correctly predicted nearly 500 years of human history. Or maybe someone told you that the legendary blues guitarist Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads in Mississippi. These stories are what I like to call historical myths. Great little tales that may or may not have any basis in historical fact. On Our Fake History, we explore these historical myths and try to determine what's fact, what's fiction, and what is such a good story. It simply must be told. If you dig stories about death-obsessed emperors, lost civilizations, desperate sieges, voodoo black magic, and famous historical figures you thought you knew, then Our Fake History might just be your new favorite podcast. Still not sure? Then stick around to the end of the episode today to hear a teaser episode of Our Fake History. If you dig it, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. It may not be a bad idea to have him FaceTime with a therapist once yeah. or twice. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to start my therapy and get, because he's asking a lot, a lot to like, um, big questions, life or death questions. You know, he, he said some sweet things, Jenna, I think I told you where he's like, in the next life, I want you to be my mom again. No. Which was like, <laughs> yay! I, I peaked. <laughs> Nothing will ever get better than this. Success. Um, he's also like asking a lot of, um, sexual, sexual questions. Oh, um, like just about like men, women, the difference, like he was going to bed the other night. This is going to sound really fucking weird. Okay. But like, this is parenting. Okay. He was, he started like laughing as he was going to bed and I'm like, what's so funny. And he's like, I'm just wondering, he calls it a pagina. (laughs) I'm just wondering if your pagina smells like cookies. I was like, (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah. I walked into my, I walked into my bedroom. Oh my I was like, you don't even understand what just happened. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> did you ask him why he is asking? I was like, no, I freaked out. I was like, oh, I would have kept it going. No, I was like, we do not talk about people's privates. That is a private. I, you do not think about mommy's vagina at all. You don't. Okay, am I like? Or am I? I would have. I would have been like. Why do you want to know? Like, why do you think it smells? like I panicked. I panicked. I was like, no, no, no. 
Oh. <laughs> I would have been like, why? Yes. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> Which, by the way, if he's going to, if I'm going to go with that rep, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, started God. calling me cookie puss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I mean, there's there. I mean, we're spending a whole lot more time together. So, you know, I think there's, I'm just trying to keep conversations happening, you know, yeah. because there's also times where, look, I, I am here, I have things to do. And like my husband's working from the dining room. So what do we, what, do, what else does he have to fucking do? Yeah. He's got to do, he's, he's got to play in his iPad until we have the time to be of with course. him. Yeah. You know, he has nowhere to go. It's, it really sucks. I'm, I'm, fr- I'm one of those moms. It's like, as soon as it's open, he's going. He's, he's going. And, and I, I trust yeah. that they're going to take the precautions. But like I said, I've gotten a lot of backlash from my own personal friends yeah. of being like, how can, well, that's selfish. I'm like, well, are they, I have I'm a question. weighing out the pros and cons here. Here's the thing. Okay. So are the, are those friends who are maybe uh, questioning you and maybe shaming you, are <laughs> they in pods? Because it's kind yes. of the same thing. Yes. Kind of the yeah. same thing. I they're talked starting their pods. Time. I opt out of a pod. I was like, you know okay. what? I... Uh, there's such limited things going on with acting in general, but even if I do have a job and I'm working, I'll I'll homeschool him because our school did an amazing job the end of the year. I'm so impressed with his teachers and what they did. He's going to be in first grade. Ultimately it's three hours a day. Yeah. And look, I don't, for somebody that has a full-time job, I get it. If you have the resources and you can do the pod thing, but it's a lot more complicated, I think, than people think. I mean, well, there's insurance. Also, there needs to be less judgment because not everyone has the luxury of just staying home with their kids. So no. it's not fair that these parents are like, how dare you send your child to school? There are a lot of people who need to work. They, they don't have another option. They, no. they need support. They have taken as much time off as possible. Mm-hmm. And then also thinking of the health of your child and what's going on for them and their needs. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's not so, so simple as like, you have to keep them home. Like if that's their choice, that's fine. But you should also be allowed to make your choice without so much judgment because it is not simple. No parent is making this decision, like just sending their kid off. Good luck. No. Like it's a lot. We're thinking about a lot. We're trying to be very thorough and sensitive to it yes. with yeah. weighing everything that we're dealing with. Yes. For someone who doesn't have a full-time job and will, I haven't totally decided yet, but will most likely send their kids to school. Like I'm a perfect example. Like I, I could keep them home and, but I, um, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't think I can for my mental health. Um, and for for my mental health. Yeah. And I'm doing my part. Like I, I personally am not going to restaurants. I'm not going, yeah, you know, cause I don't, I don't want to, you, you know, don't go anywhere. Same. Yeah. I, I don't go anywhere. Um, and, and people know that. And, but, and people are like, well, if you don't go to restaurants, like, how are you going to send your kid to school? It's like the same thing. It's just going to spread. And I'm just like, well, I have to think about our mental health. Um, I'm not going to say your child. Your and child is, child's is, is telling you physically mm-hmm. that yeah. there is something going on, that there is a need that is not right. being met. And if this is going to go on for another year or two yeah. or however long, <laughs> then we have to find a way yes. to try and give them what they need yeah. in the healthiest, safest way possible. And That's I talked cool. to the pediatrician and she said, pod versus like school, it's 
if someone if someone's infected <laughs> yeah. in a pod, like a parent, and it's the same way as someone infected in a school. Like, yeah, it's it, as someone's going to be exposed no matter what. So, like, yes, you maybe know the people in your pod better than you know the people in your school, but you you might not. That person that you think you know so well might have seen someone, you know, not on purpose, but like a nanny that comes in, you never Mm -hmm. know. It's going to, it's going to either happen or it's not, whether it's in a pod or a school. So like, as far as like safety goes, they're both risking. You're, you're risking. Right. When it's, you know, and it's, it's also just like, it's an, it's an, it's a trust. It's a game. It's I, Bo's school has been sending um, surveys a lot. They're asking us to fill out online because they're trying to weigh all that because it's a private school, so they can like, you know. About what you guys do personally? No surveys of how would you feel comfortable? Do you want them to go back? In what capacity? Are you okay with them wearing masks? Are you okay with it being in shifts? Things like that, and then they ask in the end for you to write your own like comment. And one yeah. of my my comment was, as a family, mm-hmm. we are willing to do a full lockdown quarantine if it allows Bo to go to school. Like we are willing to sacrifice all travel, all visitors for him, for for his ability to be with his friends. If that means anything, again, that's an honor system. Like how are you going to trust hundreds and or thousands? I don't know how many kids his, cause his school is K through 12, which is, is, so it's a lot bigger. It's a lot more of decision-making, but again, their focus is getting the, the smaller ones back on because especially through second grade. I mean, they learn in packs. Like they have to, like. They need to be in person to learn. You you can't, having a, asking a five-year-old to sit and stare at a screen. It takes twice as much um, attention for them to learn on a screen as opposed to in person. It's twice as difficult. It's When he would get off certain Zooms, he would be exhausted. Also too, like when I was having to teach him to read, and I was kind of getting annoyed with him, like, dude, come on, blah, 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 blah. And his, I had a FaceTime with his teacher, which was so nice. Once a week, you would get 15 minutes. So you could ask all your questions, but each parent got it. Uh-oh. And I said to her, I- I'm not good at the, the reading stuff. And she's like, oh, they can only read for 12 minutes before their brain gets too tired. And then you have to yeah. take a break. I was like, oh, well, I just made him sit here for 30 yeah. minutes. And I was yelling at him and he was mad at me. I was like, I'm not a teacher. I don't know these things. Yeah, of course but, not. But, you know, I think also as a parent, like, don't be afraid to ask the questions mm-hmm. um, because this is, none of us have ever been asked to do right. this. And yeah. hopefully we never will again, but, you know. I, I, I had I, from the beginning of this pandemic, I've truly had no judgment on how people do things. I really think it's like, I mean, I have judgment on like not wearing masks in public and being mindful of that. But as far as like, you know, going to school, you know, seeing people in whatever capacity you feel is safe. I mean, you got to do what you got to do for it. Like we said, your mental health, your emotional health. Um, and as a family, like I said, for us, we feel like, our kids are come first. We will do whatever we need to sacrifice because the harmony in this house is, is the most important right now for us. Yeah. yeah. And it's unharmonious right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And the kids wondering about what my vagina smells like. That's where we're at. <laughs> hey, cookies. Smells like cookies. Fresh baked. Oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe this is like your new job. Um, you're going to create something called cookie puss. It's like a, <laughs> like a vaginal, um, like, <laughs> Do, um, 
question. Well, come in the business. You you just thought the idea. And it could be sold in Barrett's gift basket. The vagina box. The vagina box. box. It's not that offensive. (laughs) By the way, it's like a mix between a penis and a vagina. So maybe it's for both. You want your... You want your wiener to smell like cookies too. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about your amazing boxes. Yes, please. I, when I have birthdays or, you know, things that I need to send uh, for my friends right now, and I'm not going into stores, I go to your website oh. because I always want to support small business and it's a no brainer to get anything for any occasion on your website. So tell us about it. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So we do luxury gift boxes. Um, right now we're not doing any in-person delivery. We're just trying to keep our employees safe, keep everyone as safe as possible. So we are still shipping every day and we have gifts for every occasion. We have birthdays and the holiday gifts, sweet boxes, savory boxes, spa boxes, whatever you need. Oh, they're so gorgeous. They're so beautiful. Thank you guys. Thank you. Good gift to give to your teachers that are working so hard. They need some relaxation. Don't don't send them the cookie puss box. <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone's gonna love the cookie puss. The bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> and how do they find um, the gift boxes? Yeah. You go to valleybrinkroad.com. You can buy everything online. Super easy. And uh, we'll do the rest for you. And you amazing. also have an amazing blog. And then you mm-hmm. cook like a, a cordon bleu chef. <laughs> Is that the right? I do a lot of cooking. <laughs> what's your What's your blog so people we, can know too? We are well. We haven't launched it yet. We are launching oh. a new blog um, because before all my recipes were on Valley Brink Road, so we've separated them and we're launching the blog in the fall. It's called Barrett and the Boys, oh, and it'll cute. be tons of recipes and family content and just all all the stuff um, in our life that we love to share with everyone. Can we do a live cooking with you one day? I would love to do that. (laughs) I would love that too. I've been cooking a lot. Oh, we all have, right? Oh my God. I've been unfreezing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need some new recipes because my kids are like done with like, again, Again, sorry, guys. especially now they're like, oh, not that. Yeah. I'm like, it's a homemade pizza. You love pizza. Oh, not <laughs> again. If you're not eating your food, then you know there's this problem. Like, I, yeah, I need to step up my game. I'll always say that. In, but anyway. Well, before we wrap up, Barrett, will you? Uh, I think we warned you that we would love for you to share a shitty mommy story with us. Shitty mommy. Yeah, well, it was really tied to um, kind of what Jenna said before with the vocal tick when it first started. My initial reaction was like, what's going on? Are you feeling okay? Why are you doing that? Why are you making that sound? Blah, 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 blah. And then I started reading stuff and they're like, don't make a big deal about the vocal tick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, moms are professionals at making big deals out of things. So it's just like what we do. It's like, so, it's like a gift that's given when you get to the bottom of it too. It's like of you course. Want- We're problem solvers. But there was some amazing, Costa said something amazing to me yesterday when I picked him up from school. He said that when he's at school, he, he's like, you know the throat thing I do sometimes? I was like, yeah, but he's like, I don't feel like doing it when I'm at school. <gasps> Whoa. And I was like, yeah. okay. He's like, yeah, I don't feel it when I'm there. And that is just like mine, like everything, like 
you know? So, so there you go. I there think you go. it lies within getting them socialized again. Yeah, they need exactly. it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, Barrett, thank you so much for hanging with us. And oh, thank you, guys. Such a great conversation. I feel like this is a conversation a lot of moms are are needing and so wanting many. and feeling. Yeah. So I hope you guys uh, we feel represented and heard. And if you have any kind of feedback, obviously let us know. Yeah. Um, again, it's Valley Brink Road. Um, check it out. Um, amazing gifts. And uh, we will leave with you, Mama Said. Remember, Mama Said, being a mom lately means having to choose between eating, showering, or sleeping because you can't do all three in one day. Correct. So pick which one. Today, I'm going to shower. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Alex Inber, Will Sterling, and Steve Delamater. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Child Life Essentials. Go to findtheheart.com to download a $1 off coupon for anywhere Child Life Essential products are sold. Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Dinner A Fair. Get $30 off your first order with code MAMA when you buy online at dinnerafair.com. Zycam. Available on Amazon. Search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A L L C L E A R. HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash said 10 and use code said 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. My Walgreens. Join for free at MyWalgreens.com and discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. The 2020 presidential campaign in the United States was... A pretty wild spectacle to watch, no matter what your political perspective may be. But there was one particular bit of rhetoric that jumped out at me. It was a criticism of Donald Trump leveled by Bernie Sanders that made use of a well-known historical tidbit. Here's what Sanders had to say. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump golfs. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump golfs. The senator was riffing on one of the best known stories from the history of ancient Rome. That is that during a great fire that consumed the Roman capital in the year 64 AD, the self-absorbed emperor Nero not only did nothing to help, but laughed and played the fiddle while his city burned. It's the kind of story that many people know, even if they know absolutely nothing else about Roman history. For a whole lot of people, the history of Rome is basically just Julius Caesar, beware the Ides of March, and Nero fiddled as Rome burned. So, in a way, it's not surprising that this story has proved so enduring. 
It's just too perfectly symbolic. If you need a historical example of the ruling elite being hopelessly and heartlessly out of touch, I mean, this is it. Nothing quite says, I could care less, like playing a jaunty little tune on the fiddle. But we really should ask, is any of this true? Did the Emperor of Rome really sit back and put on an impromptu hoedown as his city crumbled beneath his feet? Well, here's the thing. If he did, there was no way he played the fiddle. In 64 AD, the violin hadn't even been invented yet. The instrument as we know it today wouldn't come into being for another 1,400 years at least. To give you some historical context, Nero playing the fiddle is basically the same as Charlemagne shredding the electric guitar. In 64 AD, the violin was an impossibly futuristic instrument. But... We do know that Nero was an amateur musician and was particularly fond of an instrument known as the lyre, which was a small Greek harp. He was known to put on long recitals for his advisors where attendance was mandatory. So the original story was that Nero actually played the lyre and sang as the great fire ravaged Rome. But... There's good reason to doubt that story, too. The most trustworthy Roman sources inform us that the Emperor Nero wasn't even in Rome when the Great Fire broke out. In fact, we're told that the Emperor rushed back to the city as soon as he was informed so he could personally oversee the relief effort. So, Nero didn't fiddle as Rome burned, and he didn't play the lyre. He didn't sing. He didn't sit back all smug and laugh as his people suffered. He learned about the fire through messengers and did his best to respond. Now, that doesn't mean that Nero was somehow a good emperor or or even a good guy. In fact, he was probably one of the worst. But the fiddle, well, that just wasn't a thing. Nero fiddling as Rome burned is a perfect example of what I call a historical myth, a little legend that got wrapped up in the transmission of our history and often gets repeated as a historical fact. My name's Sebastian Major, and on the podcast Our Fake History, we explore these historical myths and try to determine what's fact, what's fiction, and what is such a good story that it simply must be told. The podcast is one part storytelling and one part historical detective work. I do my best to bring these weird stories from our past to life, while also asking probing questions about whether or not we should believe them, and how these misunderstandings took root in the first place. On Our Fake History, the goal is to celebrate everything that's weird and wonderful about the past, while also thinking critically and trying to grab on to the slippery concept known as the truth. If Our Fake History sounds like it's for you, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 